0: Hey, I'm Mike, and this year, thanks to Metro, nothing's getting between me and my holidays. As a rideshare driver, I know a thing or two about going the extra mile, and Metro's helping me go even further. Metro covered the switching fees and gave me and the family high-speed data for only $25 a line for four lines. Plus, we scored four free Galaxy phones from Metro just for switching. Now, we can all get in the holiday spirit streaming our favorite tunes and ring in the new year over video chat with family and friends.
2: Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. The force strong.
1: And Steven. You cannot be serious. Let's get started. Oh.
3: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gaming Hub. This is episode number 207. I'm your host, Tyler. Thank you so much for joining us. With me, as always, our two co-hosts. Let's start with Stephen. How are you this week?
4: i doing okay, um, it was, uh, first week back, uh, first real week of the online, like, schooling thing, it was kind of a test for the, like, couple weeks ago, and last week was spring break, so we didn't have to do anything, but this week I had all my classes fully online, um, with a lot of projects and things due, so it was like, I was on right here, sitting right here for, like, ten hours a row each day the last five days, um, which was like kind of exhausting. I'm Not gonna lie. Like I know it sucks. There are people that have to go in and actually go to work, and that is, I'm sure, awful. But it, it's not super easy sitting behind a, a screen all day if you're not used to it. Um, so that was, you know, something to adjust to. But I did get to play some games, and it's been, it's been fun continuing Animal Crossing. Of course, um, I don't think I've missed a day of logging on yet since the game came out. Um, playing through Persona 5 Royal um, as well. I think I'm like 17 hours in. I just finished the second palace last night. I thought about waiting to face the boss, but I was like, nah, I'll do it before I go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So I did, and that's been fun. Um, I've been using a, a guide for the game because if you've never played a Persona game, you need to, like, manage your stats and your they're called like confidant ranks so you have to you know hang out with people and say the right things to get the the points and then you level up and it helps you in in the the palaces and stuff when you go face them and the stats as well so like there are things like knowledge proficiency guts uh charm and i'm missing one and I'm oh no i don't know there's one more Hard. um it's not that but you got to level those up as well because it affects your games but If you want to see everything and, you know, reach the max ranks with everybody, you kind of need to do it as efficiently as possible. And it's impossible to do it efficiently without saves coming, like, a ton without a guide. And I've already played through, like, 90% of the original game, um, so I'm not spoiling anything. But, yeah, it's like, it makes the game a little less fun doing it that way rather than just doing it naturally however i don't want to miss any of the new content so i'm making sure i do it correctly um that so i still do enjoy the game i just wish i didn't have to follow like the most efficient you know min maxing things in the game because that does kind of ruin some parts of it but I know that's been my week it's been a lot of games and there's one game we'll be talking about later that I've been playing, but I'm going to hold off until we get there. Yeah. Um, yeah, Graham, you're here. How are you?
5: I am here, and I'm doing quite well. I'm still doing the no work, stay at home thing. And I actually got to play a lot of games this week. Like Steven, I do play Animal Crossing. I definitely don't play near as much as him, but I do a little check-in every day just to get my 300 bells. And maybe I'll get a few fossils. Um, Funny thing too was my next task was to get uh log stakes, and I'm like, I don't know where I get to build and make these. And apparently, I had the ability to build it for like a long time, yeah. So that was like kept me stalled for a while, and I was kind of getting a little frustrated. But I'm like, oh, eventually, it'll come to me, and somebody will say, Oh, this is unlocked. Needless to say, it was unlocked the whole time, so uh. I'm- I haven't really popped on yet today, but uh, I should have three more houses to deal with, so uh, that's actually fun. But yeah, games. And there's
4: a fishing tournament, though.
5: Yes, I, I heard a fishing tournament. A lot
4: of time because it ends at six, and it's already almost four. So yes, oh, hopefully God. you get a little time playing. Maybe
5: I'm, I'm a great fisherman, so you know I'll just you get in always... down there and I'll catch them big fish.
4: You could always time travel back to the beginning of today. Yeah, and... I, I don't mm-hmm. like
5: doing that. I know a lot of people do exploit that kind of thing, but. To me, it's it's just it's not worth it really. If I, I missed think, it, that's my own fault.
4: I don't think time traveling for events is as bad as time traveling to get like a, a zillion bells. Bells,
5: yeah, I've heard yeah. of people doing that.
4: I mean, again, it's your game. You can do whatever you want. Um, it just sucks because some of those events like only come around every few months. Mm-hmm. So you know, you miss this one, you don't get to do it again for a couple months. And
5: I know. And that was kind of like, like April starting as well, because you're going to get like certain bugs and fish up until April. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that I got all the bugs and fish before April, but I don't know if I did.
4: Uh, so. Considering I had to make, I think I made 180 fish bait to get one of the fish I needed. I doubt it, unless really? you're extremely lucky. Wow. Yeah, it took. I, I, was, I was on the, the string fish grind for a bit. Oh. But Graham, we need to get you into the stock market. Yes. Um, learning how to do that. That way, I have someone that could have better sales prices for turnips as I well. Currently, I've um, turn up. My
5: prices are bad right now. My right. prices we, are less than I paid for them.
4: You need to keep track on Sundays and yes. Mondays, and there's a there's a pattern, and there's a way to like. So people have already wrote programs for how to find when the best turnip prices are going to be based on because there's a pattern to it. Um, okay. So, I can we got, we teach that. We should have a stock market thing going in our Discord if we have a lot of people playing Animal yeah. Crossing or on Facebook.
5: It seems like a lot of people are playing it because, like, from what I'm reading, like, Switches are being sold out and can't oh, find yeah. them anywhere. And, like, my Facebook feed is just all, like, Animal Crossing stuff, which is great because, like, with all the bad news and stuff out there, like, I'm not getting a lot of it on my feed, which is great. Like, it's not hard to find with my phone, but... No. Like Facebook is definitely a lot of full of the Animal Crossing, uh, so yeah, I've been playing that, and I've also actually played some uh, Black Ops Four. I uh, played some zombies really? and multiplayer, and uh, you know, I think I'm getting a little better at this uh, first person. I'm not great by no means now, but I'm does better that, than
3: I was.
4: Does that mean it's time to go back and play uh, Killing Floor Two? No.
3: <laughs> How about the Destiny raid? <laughs>
5: No, come come on. No. I, said, I said I was getting a little better here. I'm not killing
4: four too. That's that's not so bad. That's no, relaxing. I, so honestly, I found that game kind of fun. I yeah. I still don't understand what you hated about that. I did
5: not enjoy it whatsoever.
4: I loved that Christmas event. The, yeah, uh, that was really cool. I loved that. The music I was, was ex-
5: good. I was expecting there to be a lot more to the game too. When I realized what it was, I, I was disappointed, and then I just didn't enjoy it at that did point. Did you ever Maybe, play? Um,
3: Oh, shit. What's the name of the game, Steven? Um, I saw him playing it. He had an achievement in it. The zombie one from way back when. Left 4
4: Dead? Yeah.
5: Yes. I actually started playing that recently. Um, okay. A couple
4: weeks ago. I saw you had an achievement from Left 4 Dead 2, and I was like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so why do you like that and not
3: the the Killing For 2?
4: I don't know. They are different.
3: I mean, they're a little different, but, you know.
4: They're a lot of different. <clears throat>
3: Sure. Yeah, I don't know. Like,
5: if like, I went back to it, maybe, no, I don't I don't even want to try it again because there's yep. enough things that I can just go on and play. Killing Floor can just die on the floor.
3: <laughs> okay.
5: Um,
4: so you're going to kill it on the floor? You know, Graham, that's not oh, very my. nice.
3: Some, some very nice people
5: worked really hard on that game. Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure a lot of people do appreciate that game. But well, I
4: know a lot of people like that game. It's just yeah. not my forte. It's not okay. your cup of tea.
5: Not my car, not my forte. All right. not, not my bag of chips.
3: <laughs> That's fair. Never heard so, that, but okay. Is, a, is it a bag of ketchup chips, Graham? Oh,
5: yes. Ketchup chips are good. I forgot you guys uh, missed out on the ketchup chips.
4: I just threw a, a jar of them away that I still had from The E3 Pringles I gave I, you. Yeah, it's they were sitting on the table. You guys brought them so bad, bag.
5: and that was so nice. You brought them down.
4: Them. I, we I just wanted to try them.
5: I risked my life going through security. Oh, like my God. I could have been like. Didn't I, you buy them know.
4: after you got through security in the, um, like whatever the the stores are at the airport? That's what you told us back then. Probably. Yeah. Wow, that's but that's expensive. Then they were probably like twenty dollars no, a can. The sticker on it was three dollars and forty nine cents, which is not that bad for a can of Pringles. I don't yeah. think. But I really. Was, buy them. But that was oh, especially American. not when the ones were so when that I, when was I
5: American, a Canadian. There was like eight dollars <laughs> each. Okay. So. And you just
3: threw it away like it was nothing. Yeah, they were good though. I don't, Graham. I don't know if it would be the type of chip where it's like if it would qualify as like the once you pop you can't stop type of chip. Yeah, you know? there.
4: no. Yeah. You're like you can have like <clears throat> five of them and you're like, all right, that's
3: enough. But it's no, really I mean, good in that way that it's like it's the one chip where it's like, hey, this isn't bad. But you know what? After like five, six of these, I'm good. That's true. That's you true. Gotta, gotta and that's problem. Like yeah. sort of eight of them together, and then you'll get the real, <laughs> real yes. Yeah. Have you ever put actual ketchup on a ketchup potato chip? No, that's
5: interesting. People dip everything in ketchup, so I've put I'm mustard. Sure people do
4: on Lay's mm. before when mustard I was a kid. A and it was actually pretty good. Not bad, bad. not bad. Now mm. I want chips and dip. Well, had some yesterday.
5: Plain ruffles with homemade
4: onion French dip. Onion dip. Amen, mm-hmm. brother. Amen. Amen. Or baked lays. Baked lays are the are the goat mm-hmm. of underrated chips, by the way. Do we know what the difference
3: between Bermuda onion and French onion is?
4: I I no, I have never the heard French of has onion. an accent.
3: No, there's actual like next to the French onion, there's a flavor called Bermuda onion. It's not like, oh, not in me. my
4: store. The onion.
3: I actually just bought some, so I'll let you know if it's any good.
4: Hmm. Yes, it's hard to so. it's hard to not get French onion though, and French onion is just so good. Yeah, that's true. I don't know why I would try something
5: otherwise. Yeah. If it ain't broken, why would you fix it, man? Graham,
4: you're the guy who got,
3: like, a shawarma every day for a year. That's true.
4: And you go to McDonald's every morning. But then I started
5: getting veal on my shawarma, so I switched them up. Okay. Mm
4: -hmm. All right. What were the original yet? Or not
5: veal, sorry, lamb.
4: Lamb's good. Yes. But what was the original meat? Chicken?
3: Yes. Hmm. And I what's what's your go to McDonald's order, Graham? Like for breakfast
5: or yeah.
6: throughout
3: the day? Are there, are there multiple stops at
5: McDonald's on a normal day? <laughs> well, it depends on the day. But in the morning it's the breakfast burrito with okay. a either large regular coffee or a latte and a banana chocolate chunk muffin. And sometimes I feel like having a little bit like more flavor and I'll get a blueberry pomegranate smoothie.
4: Oh, so you get all of that?
5: That's breakfast. That's
4: a big breakfast. But I guess you do work, like, real work for a living, you know, like, you know, crawling in and out of attics. So you need the calories and such.
3: And he he learned his lesson that one day that he was stuck (laughs) with nothing but sauce packets.
4: Oh, my gosh. Being on the... On like chat with you when you were eating like oh I found salsa ah uh, that was that was one of my favorite stories of all time that I will never forget that
5: best salsa of my life I'm for sure how it was. hungry
4: I was that was insane I felt so bad for you I know you were thinking
3: about getting out of the car and running in to either use the restroom or to actually get food I don't remember what it was I probably
5: but... could have too probably both
3: yeah so anyway. So now that we know Graham's fast food habit, it's all, well, you didn't tell us what you get when you go in the middle of the day, Graham. Well, right
5: now they have um, chicken nuggets with habanero sauce. Okay. And that sounds so good. good. The habanero sauce is so good. Mm. But normally... like,
4: spicy? Like, you know, what yes, real habaneros taste like? Or is it, like, fast food spicy where it's, like, watered down and not as bad? Well it's more I would say bottles. fast it's probably, food yeah.
5: spicy. But it, it is good, though. It's got a little bit of zing. But it's, it's actually got some good flavor. Have
4: it's you ever good.
3: had their hot mustard sauce, Graham, with the nuggets? I don't no, like that.
4: No, I have not. You don't like it? I love it. It's no, really good. I don't like that sauce. Right. Um, I do have a question. Does McDonald's do, like, free refills on coffee or, like, cheap refills through the yes. day? Okay, is that what like
5: not? Know? It's not going on right now, but they, they do normally have that.
6: Hmm. All
3: right. All right. Cool. Well, for me, I... Uh, Actually, I McDonald's last night, Graham. First time in forever. And it's amazing, like, you know, when when all this is going on, you don't really go out to eat anymore. Mm -hmm. Or get, or, you know, order food or any of that. Um, It's amazing how much better it tastes when you do get it, you know. It's true. You're not used to it. So, I tried uh, the double Big Mac. It's too much.
4: That's what I read. Never had Yeah. That does sound like too much. It's Actually, just too the much. Last, like, the last time I had a Big Mac, I was like, I can't anymore. It just was not yeah. as good as I remember. Because they had the two for five, so yep. I got a Big Mac and like a ten piece McNuggets. Um, and I ate the Big Mac, and I was like, this is, this sucks.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't suck. I don't think, but McDonald's does the chicken nuggets really well. I mean, you know, I think we can loosely call it chicken,
4: but I whatever it is, it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, they taste really yes. good.
3: And I'm always a fan, too, of just the McDouble. Like, that's also Me, too. Good. McDouble's my go-to. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Now that we got all that out of the way, um, I've been, uh, you know, playing. I got to play a lot this week as well, but it's all baseball games. So, I played a lot of MLB The Show. Uh, the second inning program started this week in Diamond Dynasty just yesterday. Um, so, got started on that. I had the voucher for the 75 program stars to get going in that. So I um, started with 75 right away. I think I'm already up to like 115. And uh, yeah, doing doing that to get the, the boss players um, there to add to the team, which are uh, Joe Carter, Bob Feller, and Hanley Ramirez.
4: I don't so, like any of them. Hanley's like the only Hanley's
3: only pretty player. good, and, and Feller's good. Like when you look at the the differential and speed and and the stamina and all that stuff, he's pretty good. Control's not great, but overall, pretty good. And Carter, I don't know. I agree with you on Carter. I don't Carter to me doesn't strike me as a guy who should be in ninety three. Yeah. I don't know. Just just that's just me. But anyway, those players are ninety three overall as the bosses for the second inning program. But but also I'm grinding through some of the like team affinity things, I'm working on the Rockies right now. Three quarters of my starting infield is Colorado Rockies. <laughs> so, I mean, pretty good though. Neon Arnano Story and Todd Helton. Yeah. Um. So I'll take that. Graham's like, yeah, I love
4: all those guys.
3: They're my yeah. favorite. Yeah.
4: So, Graham, have you heard of any of them before?
3: <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> I, I thought Todd Helton maybe. Yeah. yeah.
3: So, are you familiar, Graham, with the name John Olerud? Yes. He's an amazing hitter in uh, in the show. Like, there's an older card out there where it's just obnoxious. He's like 110 contact against both right and left.
5: I could probably name more Blue Jays from the World Series with that won mm-hmm. than all the other baseball players together.
3: <laughs> wow. Even on your current, like, Grant, the Blue Jays right now are going to be fun to watch. Like, once sports ever happen again. Yeah. They will be. They'll be fun. They've got a good okay. young core, and and it's not a good young core like the Leafs' young core that thinks they're all worth $20 million a year. Good. <laughs> so, like, these guys are, are pretty good players. So, all right. But anyway, I've been playing a lot of that, and also a game that we're going to talk about in a bit, which is Out of the Park Baseball 21. We do have... Uh, uh, we're going di- to dive into that a little bit, talk about the game, and then, uh, we'll do that later, and then we have an interview with Rich Grisham, the, um, Chief Operating Officer for Out of the Park Developments. He was kind enough to join us, uh, earlier this week, and we, uh, we had a good conversation with him, Stephen. and it'll be fun to share that with everybody later, so. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, dare we try to plug everything again this week after, <laughs> I'll be fine. Oh, you will. Yeah, I forgot how English works during all Take that. Take a deep breath, Tyler. I guess. Yeah. Anyway, Stephen, go ahead. How can people join the community? All
4: right. So the easiest way is if you're listening um, in podcast, look down in the description. There's links to everything. And if you're watching this live on Mixer, you can go to the Gaming Um or you could do that from podcast. Same Um There's links to all our channels. Uh, mixer is the underscore gaming underscore hub. Facebook is the gaming hub forums from either of those places. You can get links to discord, um, exclamation point discord in mixer. will get you the link. Fortunately, there's no easy way to go about doing that. Uh, you can also get to discord from the gaming We'd love to have you come join our communities. A lot of great stuff happening there. A lot of great talk chat, uh, playing with each other um, in game form. Uh, <laughs> uh, among other things, talking about food, music, Sports when sports exist. There was a lot of WrestleMania talk. We did watch that a couple weeks ago. That was something.
3: That was last weekend.
4: Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so we watched yeah. that last weekend. Yeah. Um. Oh, geez. Yeah. See, these. The, the, like one week is like a year, and a year yeah. is like a week. It's it's just so been the boneyard match. Track of the days. Yeah, the boneyard match. That that was something, and the funhouse match. Those were. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, it was as someone who hasn't watched wrestling in a in a while, in a long while. Uh, interesting. I watched four pay-per-views over last weekend with watching the Elimination Chamber, the Royal Rumble, or I should say parts of four, um, and then both days of WrestleMania. Gronk has a belt now, so because of course... Well, we think do. he still has
3: it. We don't I mean, know if he actually still has actually it. Actually, that's but...
4: true, because we didn't watch either Raw or SmackDown. Gronk yeah. is yeah. fighting in the
5: WWE.
3: He well, well he was the host of WrestleMania but They have a belt called the Twenty Four Seven Belt, which is defended at any time. Like so, if you saw the champion on the street, streetgram, you could hit him in the face. Don't do that because it's not real. But <laughs> but um and pin so him he, and become the champion. So you don't need to
5: challenge him. You just do it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So wow. you know that it turned out that Gronk's best friend won the belt the first night of WrestleMania, then the second night. Everybody was attacking said best friend um, below the balcony where Gronk was hosting the show from. And Gronk, you know, um, very smoothly climbed to the outside. It took about two minutes for him to get out there. And uh, and then just dropped himself onto a group of ten people knocking them all out at the same time. Yeah. And then he pinned his best friend and won the belt. That's- With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB you might think there's nothing to bet on right now. Well, let me tell you, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, BetOnline, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on from their online casino to poker and blackjack as they're bringing the Vegas right to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. BetOnline has daily Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can wager on. If you're into entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's hot dog eating contest—it's all open twenty-four hours a day, and it's all online. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus.
4: BetOnline.ag, your online wagering solution. As someone who quit football because of injuries, it's interesting to join wrestling, where injuries yeah. are probably more common. Oh uh, yeah, those guys are hurt,
3: and well, not—they're not like injured, but they're hurt all the time.
4: Yeah, especially head injuries because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're jumping off of things. Whatever. Anyways, join our communities. Uh, Twitter is the gaming hub, or Twitter is Gaming Hubcast at Gaming yes. Hubcast. A lot of great tweets. Um, a lot of Animal Crossing tweets right now, but we, we touch upon everything. Uh, and then if finally you want to send us an email because you love, hate, disagree, agree, want to yell at us, want to whatever, um, at or the Gaming Hub Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can send us an email. You know, make sure you spell our names correctly. we like to know who's who you guys are yelling at. Yes, Get us I'm, correct, too. I'm you. not G-R-A-M. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, send us an email. Love to hear from you guys. Thank you, guys. Uh, and then, Tyler, how can you support us?
3: Well, there's a couple different ways. Mixer, Steve mentioned it before. Mixer.com slash the underscore gaming underscore hub. You can spend Sparks there, hang out on the channel. Also, uh, buy some Embers and spend them in the channel. It goes directly to getting us better content, better equipment, all that stuff, and helping us travel to gaming shows when and if those exist once again. Although e 3s already announced that it's happening next year, they already gave the dates. So they did. They did. And uh, we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash hub for as little as $2 a month. Um, your support just goes a super long way to doing all those things I just talked about. And, and uh, you know, putting on a show is not um, cost-free. So, it just helps uh, manage some of the costs and uh, helps us provide a better show for you. So, and it's super appreciated. Anything you can do. All right. Guys, let's head into news. And let's start with PlayStation, where we, we still haven't seen the console yet, but we saw the controller... And, Graham, I want to go to you first here. The PS5 DualSense controller, you have long been not a fan of the DualShock 4. What are your thoughts of the PS5's DualSense controller, what you saw of it this week? Yeah, you
5: know, the two-tone thing is what stands out to me. And I've seen, like, people showing, like, uh, mock-ups for, like, special editions, like, for certain games. And they look really awesome, so it gives them a lot of options to make really nice-looking controller. Um, Like, I play mainly Xbox, so I'm used to the Xbox controller. And, like, call me a fanboy or whatever, but I think the Xbox one will be better. Like, I like the offsetted thumbsticks instead of right across from each other. Like, it doesn't seem to be, like, appealing to me. Like, I like how the light bar is not on the top, so it's, like, distracting when you're playing, like, in the dark.
3: Well, and like, it might not kill the battery in four hours, too. That's
5: true, too. Like, it's more subtle. Yeah. And somebody was, like, talking about, they put a um, the untitled goose button on there, where you see, like, the three lines coming up on the left side of the controller, if people look. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, but... I don't see like a like they're talking about. They rewrote the whole thing about controllers and start it from the ground up. Like it's not that huge of a difference. And I know they try to make a big deal out of it because it's new and great and powerful.
3: Uh, but well, I, I think it could be Graham in in the sense of what they're talking about with the attachments that you can put on it. Like we've seen a little bit, right? Where it can read like your heart rate and all that stuff. Okay. Um, so, i haven't seen anything but yeah. yeah so there's on the back side of it there's a you know there's attachments and stuff you can put on there okay um, so we haven't really seen any of that yet in terms of real detail but yeah that has potential to really be something really cool yeah. and different well i'm sure um,
5: they're future proofing it right because it's gonna be around for a long time no and this could be a controller you can use going forward who knows mm-hmm. um but yeah, they'll probably have a keyboard attachment and all that stuff. Mm. And they are keeping things like tight lipped about the, it's not, what is it? Capture share button? What's it called? Create. 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 Create button. Yep. So for people who make a lot of gaming content on their consoles, like it could be great for that. What, what yeah. I like
3: about, sorry, Graham, uh, yeah. go, ahead,
5: go ahead, sorry I, your point. <laughs> yeah, I was keep talking. Um, and the built-in mic, I know it's not like a high-quality mic that a lot of people are going to mainly use, but it's nice where, say, if your headset's charging or like that, then it gives you a second option that's there all the time. So I like that feature. Is, and I'm sure that, that going to be good.
3: nice, though, Graham, when you're playing Call of Duty Black Ops 4 because you're now a super fan again, and you're in the lobbies okay. and you're listening to every 12-year-old in the world? Coming through my
4: controller. Or a background <laughs> noise where a kid will walk in, you know, screaming, and you get to yeah. hear that. While None you're, of that you're, happens
3: here. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, people with all their music, Graham. I know you're you have a
4: oh, yeah, that's very the best
5: accepting taste that's in the, music. That's the worst. That drives me bonkers.
4: Is hearing you know your hardcore like heavy metal or like gangster rap coming through mm-hmm. a headset through a headset.
1: With the holidays just around the corner, Macy's makes it easy to get your online orders fast with contact-free curbside pickup or pickup inside the store. Need it now? Try same-day delivery powered by DoorDash, available in select locations. Plus, shop early and late with extended store hours right up to the last minute. And don't forget, if you're getting your purchases delivered by mail, make sure you place your order by December 18th on Macy's.com. Some exclusions apply. Pick up and same-day delivery valid for most in-stock items at select stores only.
7: Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking be one with nature in the desert rogue? Go snowshoeing in Alaska rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer.
6: Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. The owner's manual for important safety information, Auto Pacific Segmentation, 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors, base models compared. And it just sounds super good.
3: Yeah, but when we, when we, we, we play from now, we're just going to have Nickelback playing in the background, Graham. Yeah, I'll just mute you guys.
5: <laughs>
3: so, yeah. But anyway, Stephen, your, your thoughts, because I, I one of the things I noticed is that the controller you know, is definitely bigger than Perfect. what we're used to. And I think it gives the buttons more space, especially the um, create button and the options button. But uh, what are your thoughts?
4: Um, I'm not actually sure it does give more space to the creating options. If you look at the front picture of it, uh, or like the front view of it, it looks like it's just as close to that middle button as um, on the the Dual Shock. But I do like the look of the controller. I like the contrast between the black and the white. Um, mm-hmm. When I So it's funny, when I had the 360, it was white. I really wanted the black 360 controller. But then when I got the Xbox One, because the Xbox One's black, I really wanted the white. I really liked the contrast, and I really wish they would offer that. I know some people probably like the controller to be the same color as the, um, the console itself. But part of me hopes that the, the PS5 stays black because I think it'll look good. I just, I really like the contrast of white on black or black on white, just depending. The opposite color, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's going to go with the same color scheme, the console. It could. It does look futuristic in, in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you. Mm-hmm. We think to all those sci-fi movies and even like Detroit Become Human. I've seen a lot of comparisons to that. That like white and black, super clean, super sci-fi, oh, yeah. advanced futuristic yeah.
5: tech. I agree. I
4: think that's what they're doing as a mm-hmm. what, mental marketing or subconscious. What I, yeah. I don't know the actual word, but I bet you that's what they're going for. It yeah. makes it seem futuristic and better than their opponent, even though as we've seen based on the, the specs, they're not necessarily the case. Um I did see a lot of amazing like photoshopped skins on yes. this controller. Yeah. Uh I shared a few in in Discord. There's a Spider-Man one. I think that one looks amazing. There's yeah, a Horizon Zero Dawn looks okay. The Last of Us looks pretty good. Um obviously the people that are, you know, want to be funny made a Fisher Price one. I even think that one doesn't look that bad. I you know, I It I, really I, doesn't. It
3: looks kind of fun.
4: Yeah. Uh but that and then I I saw a Kingdom Hearts one the other day that looks absolutely amazing as well. So I hope they they add some skins or you can get these controllers. I, Sony doesn't really do a great job of marketing a bunch of like special controllers you can buy like yeah. Xbox has. Yeah, I wonder if they do custom like Xbox does. I like uh, that idea. I really do like a lot of Xbox's controllers though I I think I would like to see more game-specific ones. The only Xbox ones they had were, like, the Halo ones, which I had, and it broke due to Chell pressing the left bumper or right bumper all the time. Mm-hmm. The poke check button. But never the right trigger. Um, That's not true. I press that every now and again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had assists. I just scored a lot of goals. You guys were pressing the right trigger to pass to me. But yeah. I, I hope Sony does do it, because I have the the God of War PlayStation, and it came with the God of War controller, and I like that controller quite a bit. It looks really nice. Mm. Um, so I, I'd like to see a lot of the skins, but I do like the controller. I want to see more about what it can do, because I like the idea of the heart rate sensor, and, I mean, the sweat monitoring is a little sketchy. Sweat monitor? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was it was something like that to tell if your your palms got sweaty uh but it's it's interesting i like to see the changes um it's gonna be weird to see what the offset or the non-offset thumbsticks feel like on a bigger controller because they they're okay on the dualshock 4 because it's small but i wonder if it's gonna work as well on the bigger controller i'm sure they've tested it though so i'd imagine it works fine i feel um, like it
5: too but like People have different sized hands, so maybe people with smaller hands, I don't know. It'd be interesting. It's one of those things where you can't really tell until you
4: have it in your hand, and you like try it out. Well, I know Xbox... I was reading an Xbox interview, and I think it was on The Verge, uh, or VG247, one of the two. Uh, they were talking about... they were talk, I think it was, they were talking with Matt Booty, and they were talking about the controller, and they, they changed the size because they... The original, the controller they had for the Xbox One fit like the 5th through the 95th percentile of people's hands. Mm -hmm. But they they made a couple changes which pushed it to the 3rd through the 95th, which adds like, I think they said like 3 million more possible people that will feel more comfortable with Mm. just by changing something up. So like, I'll try to find the, um, the interview and put it in in discord and facebook so you guys can read but it was really interesting to read about that like just that subtle change just adding two more percent adds that many more people um but with the amount of people on earth that's not really that surprising well that. if you
3: if you think back to the original the og xbox right one yeah. of the sticking points in japan when they when they kind of made the sales pitch there was the size of that mammoth controller the the, the og yeah the duke um they put in their they're laughing. The people from Japan thought it was a joke. Like it's just way too big. So, it's uh, I I'm with you. I think it'll be good to make it you know something where it's accessible to more people. And I don't know, like, Steve, do you ever because because we switch back and forth between consoles, and do you ever feel like there's a. A problem like i i always thought that it would be hard to adapt to the thumbsticks you know but i i don't really find it to
4: be a thing i've never had an issue yeah um i've never had an issue with the buttons and i play i've played games on three separate consoles the same day and don't have the issue because the switch their a and b buttons and oh, X and y buttons are that sweet. drives me nuts um and I then see. luckily i mean there's no real difference between the the buttons between PlayStation and Xbox. Like, right. the, the buttons are called different things, but they all do the yeah. same stuff. The yeah. only thing that gets so where, me,
3: though, is when I'm on PlayStation, it'll pop up on the screen, like, press X, and I'll sometimes hit where X would be on the Xbox controller.
4: Well, Tyler, it's not the mm. X button, it's the cross button. Sure. yeah, Whatever. Um, but, yeah. But, no, it, it, yeah, I, I've never had the issue, never had the issue with the thumbsticks, and I play for comparison different types of games i've played shooters on the playstation Mm -hmm. after playing on the xbox and i i don't have an issue um yeah i know a couple people on twitter i think greg miller and ryan mccaffrey and they both have their own side of like you know ryan mccaffrey's groups tends to be more xbox fans and greg miller's more playstation and they they put out polls about what you prefer offset versus like the symmetric and both of them uh, had majority offset. So yeah. that's interesting. Um I think Sony's just stuck with the symmetric for so long now they're just not mm-hmm. gonna change it. And you yeah. know yeah. people would get pissed off. That's
5: when they change they're like, oh they're being like Xbox. Right? That's I think insane. for the
3: for the shooter type thing for those games i I very much prefer the offset um thumbsticks. But when I'm playing like the show on Playstation Four it doesn't bother me at all. At all. No. So And I would imagine, like, God of War didn't bother me at all, you know. Games like that, it's just not a big deal. I I do think it helps with the online shooters, though, for sure. All right. Anything else on this, guys, before we move on? Nope, just want to see more. All right. Yeah. We'll see more eventually, maybe. Eventually. All right, so Microsoft announced this week that they are doing digital-only events through July of 2021. So we're talking, what, 15 months away now, guys? 16 months? Mm-hmm. So 15 months. That's a that's a long time to be saying we're not going to do anything in person. And it's probably the safe move, and it's probably the smart move. They did, however, say that they'll evaluate things case by case. So that does leave the door open for E3 of 2021, which will be a month prior to that, you know, sort of end date for them. Yeah, But... Guys, nice thoughts on that? I mean, that
4: obviously eliminates Gamescom this fall or this summer.
3: And yeah, some I, I, others.
4: Think, I think Gamescom was has been out of the question for a month now. I, I agree. Just they haven't
3: announced it yet.
4: Yeah, yeah I, I think it'll be all digital if, if anything happens there. Um, I just am, am surprised that they made it. So I feel like it'd be better to say through May and then push it back rather than mm-hmm. say through July and then move it forward you know because when That's... they have to
3: say basically by like march or february of next year yeah that hey we're gonna do
4: this that that it just threw me off that they pushed it so far in advance because i i yeah. know I coming agree. back from that seems harder than pushing it out
3: so i'm gonna or tell you guys hard this hard though hard. i think e3 i know they already announced their dates for next year and it's the same time window right june yeah i think they would have been very well served pushing it to the back end of summer next year just to be safe, like, or to be as safe as possible with time. Right. And just, I bet it you August. it had to
4: do with the availability of the Probably. Los Angeles convention center. Probably. Cause
3: it's booked out that far. I'm
4: sure because they but, it's, it's later than it usually is. They, it's like the 15th through the 21st or something, Yeah, which is a week later than normal or two weeks yep. later. So I bet you they thought about it and it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's very possible.
3: So, but yeah, I mean to to put those stage events together. I mean, Microsoft's normally tweeting out about their first, you know, planning sessions in like January. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe even earlier. So they, uh, I mean, to to think that they could decide in May they're they're just going to do one and then put it together is not realistic. Nope. So you got to remember hmm?
4: that uh, Microsoft's on ESA's board, along yep. with a lot of other people. So they pr- probably had a. Um, hand in setting next e three, or I mean maybe I don't know how their voting works for this sort of thing, but they're on the board, so they at least know about it. Yeah, or knew about it before it was announced. Um, so it's just interesting. I guess time will tell again, like all things. And I know that's the boring yep. answer, but oh it's yeah, the one that has to.
3: Has but to it's know. it's the truth though. But I, I do think it's really important that they get it right next year, and and I think they. You know, they don't want to have a show that's, like, super bare bones with nobody there. Yeah. Um, You don't want it to be like that one convention that Graham went to, like, a year and a half ago. (laughs) There was nobody there. Yeah. Or
4: even Halo Outpost that I went to.
3: Yeah. So, you know, because then all the people that already love to tweet that E3's dead because Sony didn't go will just pounce on that, right? You don't want that. So, you want to, you know have everybody ready to go and you know is it possible that you know we'll have come a lot further in with this situation by a year from now or 15 months from now man i hope so hopefully so i mean uh, you know i think we all know we can't continue to you know just stay inside for a year and a half right um as much as i would love that sometimes like (laughs) sometimes that doesn't sound bad at all (laughs) But, uh, but there's already people, you know, I, I think just asking people to do that is almost unrealistic if, you know, it might be the right thing to do, but I mean, human nature comes into play. I mean, guys, have you been outside this weekend? Tell me what to do. Uh, yes. Have you been, yes, Graham, you did you go to the store at all? To the store?
5: No, I don't think so. Not yet. Well, I but can tell we're, you. We that...
3: go for walks and stuff. Oh, that's good. But I can tell you that people think that just you know it's Easter weekend, so you know the virus is not a thing for four days. Yeah, it's yeah, none of that going on. But oh yeah, dude, it was absolutely packed where I work yesterday, like obnoxiously so. I came back from lunch and the parking lot was full.
6: Yeah,
5: and are they putting just... all those people in there? Because now there's like lineups around the buildings, people space six feet apart, and they're only. We haven't so where many I work.
3: Yeah, where I work has not started to limit the number of people that can be inside at one time yet. Are you serious? Yep.
5: Yep. That's yeah. That that's bad.
3: I mean, it was it was a little concerning when I pulled in because it's like this is not safe given the current you know situation. Yeah. No. But you know, everybody needs everybody's just so determined to to be normal to have it be normal. They think that if you just wish it to be so, that it, that will
4: happen. Mm-hmm. Well, I think everyone. I think there's a lot of people that think that the virus will not get them. That they are immune to catching it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of it. The and
5: then problem. you see later on that they they've caught it. So uh, mm-hmm. nobody is immune to it, so.
3: We've seen well-known big Viruses name don't people go out
5: take holidays either.
3: <laughs> no. We've seen names that we all know catch it and or pass away from it. Mhm. Um so, it's not something that's just affecting people you've never heard of, you know, in a different situation than you. It's, you know... No. It's like, affecting people with much better lives than all of us, so... Even where
5: I live, like, I'm way out in the country, like, there's not much going on at all.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And it's here. Like, it's... Yeah,
3: because... Well, because people there think it will never come there. Yeah. So, they don't, you know, do what you should do to take care of yourself and each other, right? And... You know, so, and here it's like where I live, thankfully, you know, my state got on board with some of the social distancing measures, et cetera, really early. So my state is one of the ones that has had the lowest numbers so far.
5: Except for your store.
3: <laughs> well, but then you see people look at that and be like, see, it's nothing. And they just go out and mm-hmm. that's how it will blow up, you know, yeah. if it does. So also is nobody can get tested. Because here they're not testing anyone unless they're going to admit you into the hospital. So it has to be that bad for them to even test you. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. Anyway, sorry. That, that's yeah. Your we won't go down that debate. rabbit hole because that's that's a deep hole. That's that's depressing stuff anyway, and we want to stay away from that. Hey, either.
5: everybody. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, all right. Guys, thoughts on, uh, any other thoughts on Microsoft, you know, basically saying, did, do you think it's basically going to be a digital world for video game reveals this year?
5: yes yes and yeah, I do too. i'm really surprised that they made the announcement so early as well like i don't know what their train thought was and you're saying that it does come after e3 what that means i don't know but i do agree that everything is going the digital route
3: yeah i'm not surprised to see him announce it out so far actually i mean it, on the surface it is but at the same time i mean companies now companies want to show that they're taking this seriously Mm-hmm. You know, so I think the days of pushing out the minimum, I think once the Olympics got canceled, it was sort of very, very real for everyone. Um, And, uh, and all of a sudden it's no more of this, like, well, we're going to push it one, two weeks and see what happens. Um, It's, it's, we're just going to err on the safe side, except for our pro sports leagues, which, you know, like... They keep trying to find ways to play. And it's, I don't know if that's going to happen.
4: Right. I know. As soon people, as they think it will. Will people start taking this seriously if we say, hey, if you don't, your prestige football will get canceled?
3: Maybe. Maybe.
5: Threaten I think that should be, yeah. Threatened their football, Threaten yeah. to take
3: their ball away from them. Well, Graham, I mean, you know, f- think about how big hockey is in Canada and football is just as big, if not more, in the United States.
4: Yeah. I'm sure bigger.
3: So yeah,
4: uh, all
3: right. But anyway, back to Microsoft's events. What do you guys think?
4: Well, I I don't know if there's anything more to say. Yeah. To... yeah. So kind of tangent right. off it a bunch of times. We that. did. <laughs> so, all right. Let's uh let's
3: talk some out of the park. Or no, let's do QuickTime events, and then we'll talk out of the park baseball.
4: Yeah. So first up, uh, Disco Elysium is coming to the Switch. Their art director confirmed. It was previously confirmed for Xbox and PlayStation. Obviously, it won a lot of awards. Great game. I can't wait to play it. Um, I've held off on getting it on PC because I want to play it on the Xbox for the Chivo's. You know what I'm saying? I was hoping we'd get a release date, but nothing yet. But it is coming to the Switch as well. Um, Xbox Game Pass is coming to Japan, uh, which is interesting. And then, uh, ESA will not be doing a digital event for E3 this year. I think part of that is coming from the fact that IGN is putting on this big event with a lot of big companies. So, ESA just decided they're... It's not worth it. Um, also... Cyberpunk had some good news happen. They uh, they sent their game out to get rated by the ESRB and Peggy, um, mm-hmm. for so it's it's they're pretty much confirmed. It's still going to be on for a September release, which is awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
4: unfortunately, I just realized it would have been coming out this week had it not been yep. delayed. That's sad. Yeah, it's best not um, to think about it. I guess three months from now. Uh, also, so they said that the it's not coming to ps5 and series x on launch it'll be coming later um i imagine you'll be able to play it on series x y- using the backwards compatibility thing um i no con- confirmation on playstation but uh using the smart delivery you will not if you buy it on the xbox one you will not have to pay to get the updated or upgraded version on the series x um you will get it for free like a I imagine a download code or something will come mm-hmm. come your way. Uh, no confirmation on whether that's going to be the same case for PS5. Um, and finally, Cyberpunk also confirmed that their DLC, there will be DLC for Cyberpunk, and it will be just as big, if not bigger, than The Witcher 3's. Um, so that's awesome. I know a lot of people loved the two expansions. I think Blood yeah, yeah. and Wine even won I think the years.
5: Yeah. yeah, it did. I think it got it ranked 10 by IGN.
4: Which, you know, you can argue that maybe expansions aren't worth it, but when expansions add another thirty plus hours of content and are basically well, a full game, I mean
3: I was gonna say the argument for that expansion, I remember it, was that it's bigger than a lot of full games are. Yeah. You yeah. know, so yeah So
4: that's exciting. I can't wait to play Cyberpunk. Uh like I said, I wish it was this week. Man, it would have been perfect to come out this week. But it but didn't seem what even, are you gonna do? Let it go,
5: man, just let it go. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: It go. Uh, so. but that's that's it. I, my my question to you guys here is: um, Does the smart delivery stuff put pressure on Sony and other companies to adapt it?
5: Uh, absolutely. I I think it's a great thing they're doing, and I think PlayStation will do it. I know they haven't confirmed anything, and it's all purely speculation at this point. But I think it's a great thing. That way, people are not waiting and hesitating. It's like, oh, well, why would I buy it now when it's going to come in on a newer system? But people want to play it right away. So I think this is a great way to do it. And I'm glad Xbox does it. And I hope other companies follow suit.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm with you. But I, I'm i not as sold that Sony's automatically just going to follow suit.
5: Yeah, they might not. And they even know not to.
3: So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say there's a twenty percent chance that Sony does not match this policy. What do you guys what what percentage do you guys put on them not doing it, Graham? Them not doing it. I'm gonna say ten. I'm gonna I'm gonna
4: be a little more optimistic than Tyler. And All right, I'm gonna answer my own question and then I'm gonna answer yours. Um, okay. so I don't think Cyberpunk or CD Projekt Red. And Xbox puts pressure on the other companies, but I think as companies maybe start adopting this, then it starts putting pressure on those. But it's just one um, company that kind of caved, quote unquote, out of like your big your big names, because um, we've not heard confirmation that Ubisoft, Bethesda. We know EA will will not do this. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, EA could get some good PR if they did, and maybe get some mm-hmm. some things back. So maybe yeah, yeah. they should look into it. But
5: and Bethesda too, right now because actually,
4: but the, yeah, actually, oh, I guess one more thing for QuickTime events is Fallout seventy six did have a new trailer, and I think they want you to come back. Yeah, it's going to be a huge new expansion. I think they're trying to get people, um, their goodwill back. So go check well, it out. If I tell you there. right now,
5: I'm coming back.
4: Yeah. All right. Uh, but anyways, I just wanted to mention that Uh with the cyberpunk stuff. I think if more companies start doing this, if Ubisoft uses it, if EA, Bethesda, if your your other, you know, smaller studios start using this feature, then I think Sony gets immense pressure put on. But right now, it's just Microsoft and just CD Projekt Red that's confirmed they're using it on Microsoft's thing, or console, so I don't know if it does right now. So, I'm going to say it's a 50-50 shot, either way. Yeah.
3: Okay. Fair enough. So...
4: Let's transition. Let's
3: talk some out-of-the-park baseball. So, in uh, each spring, we get a bunch of different baseball offerings for video games. And we'll see things like RBI Baseball, which is released on consoles. We'll see MLB The Show, which is a PlayStation exclusive, um, until next year, when it will also become available on the Xbox Series X, uh, presumably. We see um, Out-of-the-Park Baseball, which is out of those... The most simulation-y and strategy game of them. So, and don't take that to mean intimidating, because it isn't necessarily. No. It's super fun. And if you're a baseball fan, it is, uh, it's, it's the way to go. But we we wanted to focus on that game a little bit this week. We have an interview with Rich Grisham, who is the, the host of the Press World Podcast, but he also is the Chief Operating Officer for Out of the Park Developments, which produces out-of-park baseball. Also produces hockey manager, Graham, which you would really enjoy, I think.
4: Yeah, especially considering all those spreadsheets and uh,
3: war room. I I can put them
5: to use now. They
4: They can
3: just
5: sit and doing nothing. You
3: can build a team, Graham, in a world where Mitch Marner doesn't get $25 million a year to score, like, 18 goals.
5: Who would want to live in a world like that?
3: Not Mitch Marner. Not the Bruins, either. (laughs) <laughs> so um anyway we we've got a chance to play with it uh steven and i spent a lot of time each on the game this week and and we've played the game for a long time over the years anyway but uh I, I wanted to chat about the game a little bit before we jump into the interview um steven what are your initial thoughts on it i know you're playing as the angels starting this season right
4: yes um i'm already through the season uh, my team dominated the twins in the wild card round Crushed them, then got swept three three nothing by the Astros, who won the World Series against the Dodgers. Um, so wouldn't that they, be the
3: worst outcome you could possibly imagine?
4: Oh, oh, a hundred percent. They beat the Astros, beat the Yankees in round one, then the Angels in, or sorry, the Angels in round one, the Yankees in the LCS, and then the um, the Dodgers in the, in the World Series. Uh, presumably without <sighs> trash can banging, but who knows what they've programmed into the game? Uh, but it's been fun. I. I play as the general manager. I don't like doing the day-to-day stuff, managing the team and, like, setting strategy. Like, that's interesting. I just don't want to do it, so I don't. I had Joe Madden doing it uh, while I made all the trades. I made a lot of trades that I thought were really good. Um, I somehow managed to flip, like, Griffin Canning and David Fletcher for, I think it was Kevin Gossman and Joey Bart from the the, – What's it called? From the Giants. Mm-hmm. And I also got Alex Wood from the Dodgers for, and Andy Pages for something else. Um, so my team, obviously, I was good enough. I started 0-12 and mm-hmm. somehow managed to, yeah, the, the Astros had like 112 wins. So I was never winning that division. I came within two games of them at, right after the All-Star break. But it was fun doing that. And then I went into the offseason and, you know, made some signings. I signed Mookie Betts. And I, I extended mm-hmm. Shohei Otani. And I got lucky because Pujols retired, which means his contract went away, which is never happening in real life. So mm-hmm. that me no. a lot of cash. Um, and it's funny, <laughs> Madden retired as well, so I signed A.J. AJ Hinch to be my manager. <laughs> of
3: course you did. <laughs> he
4: so... was the best available one. But if you know baseball, you know why Eagles, that's Chicago fun. Chicago. Um, Hinch got, mm-hmm. Hinch got uh, suspended for an entire season. Um, should I sign Lothgro as my assistant GM and sure, might over? as well. You know, bringing
3: the other guy too, the one who had the incident during the playoffs with the female reporters. Well oh, that that's
4: their. Uh, that was their like assistant GM. GM. GM.
0: Hey, I'm Mike, and this year, thanks to Metro, nothing's getting between me and my holidays. As a rideshare driver, I know a thing or two about going the extra mile, and Metro's helping me go even further. Metro covered the switching fees and gave me and the family high-speed data for only $25 a line for four lines. Plus, we scored four free Galaxy phones from Metro just for switching. Now, we can all get in the holiday spirit streaming our favorite tunes and ring in the new year over video chat with family and friends.
1: You work hard. Switching to Metro isn't.
4: Oh yeah, I could just create a trifecta of of class. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was much better than we were almost keeping this PG for. Cut the ass and classy. Um. But so it's been fun making those trades, and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm trying to get rid of Justin Upton because his contract's killing me. Um, I did manage to trade away. Oh, actually, I think I did trade him away for Chris Davis. I had to retain salary, um, but Davis is only signed for one year, so I only have one bad year of contract, and then half of upton's contract so it frees up Mm some money the one complaint i have in this game and it's really fun if you like simulation games it's it's really easy to get through a season if you're not playing every game you can like advance weeks and just do trades and drafts Mm -hmm. and scouting and stuff and to me that's what i love doing so that's what i'm doing right now but i swear to god every pitcher seems to get Torn muscles and needing Tommy John surgery, like torn UCLs, and I think that's me actually. But I've had like is, three pitchers go down with torn shoulder labrums or um, I'm sure I sound mm-hmm. really stupid right now. <laughs> you sound, like a, you sound like a doctor <laughs> right different now. Different muscles. Um, but they, I, I've had three starters go down with like torn torn muscles, and then I looked to trade to see if I can like replenish. And like Clevenger was out. Um Syndergaard who went down this year with Tommy John surgery is still out another 12 months and I'm in 2021 and I'm like, what is going on right now? I just don't understand it. You've I really, I, I need to find a way to turn injuries down because holy hell. Yeah. Um, but that's my one little minor gripe in a really fun simulation game. Cause you can make the team, like if your team has been making some stupid things, you can try to fix it. Like, you might be able to to rectify the Pirates situation when they traded, like, three amazing starting pitchers for the shell that was Chris Archer. Um, mm-hmm. And then traded Garrett Cole away. Well, you could make the Pirates good and lead them to the promised land. And it'd be fun. Uh, but what have you been doing? I know you don't like playing this season. You've been playing in the past. So I start, yeah, so with...
3: in Out of the part 20, I started all the way back in 1925. Sure, <laughs> yeah. and yep. So, and Graham, they have the authentic rosters from every year, going all the way back to the beginning. Like, wow. yep. So, what I want to do is play through that era of, you know, Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig, and Mickey and Marino. then into DiMaggio. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Um, and Bob no, Graham. <laughs> but but play through all of that, and and to see you know see it unfold um maybe like it did back then and cuz i for me like one of the reasons baseball is my favorite sport is because the history of it means so much and compared to other sports and you know uh, records and and stats and all that are so paramount in baseball compared to other other sports so cuz you know tell tell me off the top of your head guys like what what's the record for you know, passing yards in a single season. Joe Montana. In foot in football. No, like what's the number?
4: Like five, eight, seventy six.
3: Yeah, right? yeah, we have no idea. But Nine. I can say what's the longest hitting streak of all time? It's fifty six. Like there's just no like I know that immediately. Um, because and it'll never be broken. And there and that's the other cool thing about baseball is that there's so many records that will never be broken. And so I, I wanted to go back and play through that. This time, though, I started in nineteen eighty seven because I miss baseball and I miss watching my favorite team, the Twins. And and nineteen eighty seven was the first year that they won the World Series. So I, I'm playing through that right now to see if I can recreate that. How's that going with that team? So far, so good.
4: Are you managing or are you GMing only?
3: So that's what I was going to get to. Like you know, I think between the two of us, we would do great in this because I love the field management piece. Like, that's what I love. I love managing through the games and, you know, uh, playing matchups. And it's something you can do here that you can't really do too much in, like, MLB The Show. Because I'll play Diamond Dynasty, right? And I'm not pitching in a situation to, like, to get Mike Trout out in a way that most people would try to get Mike Trout out. I'm trying to, to play against the tendencies of the guy controlling Mike Trout on the other side of the game. You know, so if I know that said guy swings at, you know, the low and away slider every time, guess what? Low and away slider every time when he's up there with two outs and a runner on third. And until he can prove to me that he won't do it. But now would that work against actual Mike Trout? Absolutely not. And that's where the thing is like here, you, you learn players' tendencies, you, um, you remember some of these players, because if they were young back then, like I remember them from like the 90s, etc. And, you know, it's it's really cool to see these names that you knew and maybe forgot about. You're like, oh, I remember watching him, you know. It, it's really cool to, to do that. I love the field management piece. It's super fun. I don't know how that would translate, Graham, to the hockey manager game. I, I want to try it this year, actually, when it comes out. I don't know how the game management piece would translate to that.
4: I imagine you match up lines, um, setting sure. the lines, how soon to switch. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you only keep your fourth line out for 30 seconds, where your yeah. first line might take more like 45. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine it's pretty good. There's a lot of really good sim games for any sport. They're, they're obviously not made by Out of Park Developments. They just make those two. But if you like soccer, um, the football manager games are yeah. absolutely amazing. Um, and I'm sure mm. there's a the basketball. And, yeah. Do you remember NFL head coach? I do. I, I, I didn't do really get into those. it. But yeah. I had both of them, and I loved both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no. the out-of-the-park games are great if you like baseball. It's fun. Like, like Tyler said, you can go through, um, play old seasons, new seasons. You can set it to where players develop. Like, if you go in the past, you can make it so the players develop like they did in real life. So, you know – if you're going back to 20, whenever Mike Trout was drafted, like, he'll actually become Mike Trout. Or you can say where the players are the real, the real players, but they may not develop. So Mike Trout might turn out to be a bum, and I'm trying to think of a, a bum in in baseball. Um, Josh Donaldson? Yeah, there you go. Josh Donaldson might turn out to be a stud, which is just, like, unrealistic, but it could happen, you know, in, in the game. And you can set it to where, like, how. Ha- how you want it to be, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it, you know how how fun you want to make it. Yeah.
5: Another one would be Batista.
4: <laughs> Grand Batista hit the most famous homer in the history.
3: Actually, no, the second most famous homer in the history of he also States. Got knocked out. But but then what happened to him?
4: <laughs> well, well, he got punched in the face. But then he came back in October and knocked the Rangers out, and that was much better. Mm-hmm. I loved everything. Yeah, about the him.
3: Batista bat flip is. You know, I, I, I almost said it's the most famous home run in Blue Jays history. That's that's decidedly not true. Joe Carter, I would Yeah, be. Joe Carter. Well, um, yeah, I
5: could talk baseball sometimes. Well, yeah, Graham. You, if,
3: know. you know, from that time they won the World Series. When, you know, the who Braves... plays
4: for base right now for the, the Blue Jays?
3: Mm, no idea.
4: Oh, he's so uh, famous. His dad played for the Expos. Montreal Expos. That's not going to help him. <laughs> and then played for my favorite baseball Flaglero player. Vlad
3: Guerrero Jr., Graham. Oh,
5: oh! They put he's third base, eh? Yep. Yes, I remember him from last year.
3: So, all right. But the the cool thing about this interview, and definitely stick around for it. So it's not just talking baseball video games; it's also talking about game development in general. Yeah. And there's some really cool insight that Rich provides here about that, and you know, also just what it's like uh, coming into the industry. You know, he's he's been in the role that he's in for about five months, six months. So he still, you know, he talks about that process, and and then we dig into the game, and uh, talk about you know just some other video game stuff like uh, things he enjoys, and you know what what gaming activities take up his limited free time. So uh, let's let's jump into that right now, and then uh, we'll come back and talk about it. Hey everybody, we're really excited to be joined this week by the uh, chief operating officer and chief marketing officer of Out of the Park Development. Richard Grisham, Rich, how you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Uh, very excited to be here. It should be a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, we're uh, we're really excited about having you, and uh, definitely want to get into um, Out of the Park Baseball 21 and talk about that a little bit. But you're also the host of the Press Row Podcast, uh, mm-hmm. so and I know that you just started with Out of the Park last fall, correct? Started full time. Now I've full-time. been working with
2: them um, for five years. Okay. So I made the move from really a part-time consultant to a full-time partner is, is what that was. So yeah, that started in October, which feels like a couple weeks ago, but yet when you think about it, that's already what, six months, seven months? Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, but yeah, it's full-time since then. Yeah. I started my new job in October as well. Unfortunately, it's not as cool as yours, but... (laughs) So, so we're here to talk about yours. T- kind of tell us about sort of your journey because you've you've loved sports gaming for a long time. And so, tell us your journey of uh, how that is translated into what a lot of people's dream is of being able to work in the industry.
2: Wow! So I could give you—I know it's a big I, question. Right? I can give you the short answer or the <laughs> long answer. So which one do you want?
3: um let's let's go with uh how about the the short slash fun answer how about that okay well the
2: short answer is my whole life i've loved sports video games i loved them so much that even though i had a full-time job and a family i've still uh through sheer force of will decided that i was going to be able to write reviews for them that people would see and podcasts Mm -hmm. that people would hear and by doing that and having a blast, i I created some relationships in the industry that have allowed me to uh, do something that I've always wanted to do, but I didn't know I wanted to do it mm-hmm. uh, until you know relatively recently. And that's to basically help run a video game company and more importantly, help run a A video game company that makes sports video games, and even more importantly, one that makes video games that are licensed by Mm -hmm. the real leagues
3: and the real players. So that's the short answer. All right, awesome. Do you you still remember the first game you reviewed? The first game that I
2: officially reviewed for pay, Mm -hmm. I believe, was either a Tiger Woods golf game or um the video game 24 the game because when you're (laughs) you know when you're breaking in you'll do anything you'll review anything for pay right right? and and also this was not my full-time job never never dreamed i could do a full-time because i had a full-time job you know as a software designer which you know is a perfectly well-paying job right so you know so i wasn't gonna do it not that I didn't, because for a f- years before that, I I did, you know, I put in quotes reviews because I I had no idea what I was talking about. I thought I knew what I was talking about, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. I and I articulated like I knew what I was talking about, but I had no idea. Um, but I did them sort of, you know, for free for a couple of years for mm-hmm. some no name, you know, websites that have you know disappeared almost from the minute they started. Right. But you know, for pay, I was like, you know. I would do it for pay and and I and I got to know the people and they got to know me. And so yeah, it was Tiger Woods or 24 the game. And the reason mm-hmm. I don't know which the first one was cuz I might have actually completed one before the other, but mm-hmm. the other got published first, but I don't yeah. I don't remember. But if you look on Games Radar, if you Google Games Radar and 24 the game, that nice. is my that's that's my I'm pretty sure that's my first official one. Wow. And by the way, it's awful. It is because I can.
3: I can tell you a funny story here, real quick. By the way, not the, the
2: game. I'm talking about the review. The review oh, the is review. absolutely okay. horrible. My so, review of the game. The game is perfectly fine. The game's My okay. My
3: review, like when I read the words that I wrote, I am horrified. Oh, horrified. yeah. That's. But you know what though? I'll never. I don't think. I don't think there's enough in the world to get me to go back and listen to like episode one through 10 of this show, you know, yeah, uh, just because y- you learn so much just by doing it. Right. And, but um, 24, the game um, you're, you're much nicer to it than I am. I think it's, it's fine. It's just not a standout. Right. But it, uh, I was such a super fan of the show. I actually bought a PlayStation two just to play that game. And then well, that makes it. sense. That show
2: yeah. at the time, that show was intense and it was consuming. Absolutely, I binge watched that show before binge watching was a thing because hey. I got the review assignment. Mm-hmm. I had not watched Twenty Four, I had not okay. watched it, and so, uh, funny story for no reason whatsoever, I went to the <laughs> local Blockbuster when I got the assignment because you know they rented the whole DVD yep. sets of stuff, and they didn't have season one; they had season two. And I okay. went up to the guy at the counter. I was like, "Hey." Uh, I got. I have to review this game. I don't know the story. I see you're out season one, but you have season two. If I watch season two, you know, will will, will I? Is it? Can I do that?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And he's like, Well, I can tell you one thing, one sentence. That'll you know, that's the whole first year, right? Yeah. And and I said, Okay, okay right? Spoil. It. And he did. And I forget well, it was something to do with the wife. Yes. Right. And so then I watched season two and watched the whole thing over like two or three day weekend. And then what's interesting is uh, the game was actually taking place either between season two and three or three and four. So it was actually mm-hmm. worked out fine. I knew who all the characters were and I was mm-hmm. like totally caught up. And it was actually I think that's why I looked at it fondly, because because I had to review that game and I'm doing like nine minutes on a on a 15, 20 year old video game, which is ridiculous. Because,
4: <laughs> because I had to do
2: that game. I became a fan of the 24 yeah. franchise.
4: Did you, you ever go awesome. back and rewatch season one?
2: No, I never have. I never have.
3: Well, you got the whole season from what you were told. So, (laughs) trust me, you're you're good. Um, So, since you started at Out of the Park uh, Development, tell me kind of some of the lessons you've learned. Like, what have you sort of picked up there? What are some of the big ones? So, if you had to say, like, the three biggest things that that you've picked up, um, what would you say those are?
2: Well, first of all, again, I'm only there six, seven months. So the learning right. process has just begun. Now, granted, I was running their marketing organization for five years before that. But still, mm-hmm. there's a very, very, very big difference between doing marketing consulting and doing what I'm doing now. Right. Um, and by the way, it's all fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's all all of it. The whole thing is fantastic. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by far the best job I've ever had. It's the best job I've ever had because of the people. Uh, the company is run by Marcus Heinzen, and uh, he's the CEO, and Andreas Rott, who is the CFO. They are two of the best people I've ever met in my life. Hmm. Right? like. I read horror stories on, on the internet of how game mm-hmm. studios treat their people. You think I would have gone full-time had I not worked with and known these guys for five years? Yeah. These two people are two of the best people I've ever known professionally, if not awesome. the best, right? So mm-hmm. it starts with them. They are incredible professional, incredibly smart. When they say they're going to do something, they do it. They're completely honest and transparent. It's They're awesome. So that's number one, is just be a good person. That is the mm-hmm. lesson. Just be a good person. And it's mm-hmm. easy to say and it's hard to do, especially in business yeah. and in video game. Um, so that's number one, right? Be a mm-hmm. good person. And that includes yeah. like what I said, just when you're going to do something, do it. When you say you're going to do it, do it. Otherwise, don't say yeah. it's okay to not do something if you don't say you're going to do it. Right. But if you say you're going to do it, then for crying out loud, just do it.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, number two, there is there there will always be 19 things you could be doing right now to help the game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how many things I do during the day. There are always at least 19 things that I could be doing right this second that would help yep. this game. But in six months at least, that hasn't changed. The 19 things are different every day. Mm. But there's always at least 19 things that I could be doing right now. So knowing knowing when to stop is hard. So. Yeah. There's always gonna be a lot and I'm still, so this is a lesson I'm still teaching myself. Mm -hmm. That's the second one. And the third one is, the third one is that you are your own best motivator, right? When you Mm -hmm. are when you're working virtually uh, and people are depending upon you around the world, you know, you have to, you have to be your own best motivator. You know, you got to get yourself excited and psyched up to do it. Um, you can't rely on others to do that. Now, again, I'm lucky and blessed because I love what I do. Like I love what mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. So, doesn't mean it's easy, but it's very easy to be motive for me to get motivated. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Right. it's hard a lot of it's really hard a lot of it's a lot harder than i thought that would be lesson number yeah. four so there's the bonus lesson right. this is a lot right. harder than i thought <laughs> All
3: right. a lot
2: a lot harder than i thought
3: so the next thing it kind of ties into something i wanted to ask you but you know because i think a lot of gamers sort of get this idea in their head of what development looks like right and what it should look like and what a game should look like when it's done so is it possible from being behind the scenes like is there such a thing as a perfect game? No. And that, yeah. So, no. No. What's the process there of drawing the line to say, yes, this is good enough to ship and we can be super proud of this?
2: Well, are we talking 2020 or are we talking 1990? Because I would say 2020. Different. Yeah. But the answer in 2020 is everything is open ended forever and always. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's no done, right? When I say there's Mm -hmm. always 19 things to do, we've done three patches in the last week. Yep. And we were going to do another one or two or three or four. Like, there's just always something to do. Something can be made better. Our high Mm -hmm. school draft needed to be better. We all knew how to make it better. The community helped us make it better, and so we released a patch to be better. Mm -hmm. Does that make our game perfect? Absolutely not. Yeah. So, no, not in 2001. But there doesn't need to be. Like, you know, there does, in my opinion, right? I'm... There doesn't need to be. Who cares? Right? Like
3: oh, absolutely.
2: Like I play non-perfect games all the time. I'm playing Half-Life Alex right now. That is not perfect, but it's yeah. astounding.
4: Yeah.
2: It is it is a masterpiece. So yeah. nope. The answer is no. And 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 my answer is also there doesn't need to be.
3: Absolutely. And you know, I I I play Madden every year, right? And Madden is far from a perfect game every year. But that doesn't stop me from having a lot of fun with it.
2: I that. played an online league game in Madden last night and won yeah. sixteen to fifteen, and I'm very proud of myself for that.
3: Nice. So, what team do you use?
2: I'm an Eagles fan.
3: Okay. All right. So I'm I'm a Vikings fan. There you um, go. I, right. I won't I won't hold the NFC title game for a couple of years ago. against <laughs> Well, you.
2: look, you know, <laughs> I, until two years ago, our franchises were the same, right? That's true. And that's you guys true. are going to get one. You're going to get one in the next few years. You're someday, someday Cousins, the
3: Vikings and the Bills are going to meet in the Super Bowl. Cousins is legit.
2: He he's good. Get get he him is. some more good weapons and a better offensive line. Forget about it.
3: Well, he, if that's the that's the key is the line, right? Yes. They haven't had a good offense. It's line
2: always there. the key every yep. year. I don't care who you are, right? But he played I mean, very
3: what, well against New Orleans. He yeah, he's great. I'm well. a huge Kirk
2: so, Cousins fan. Huge mm-hmm. fan of his. Yeah, I'm a believer in him. So
3: I, I wish Vikings fans were.
7: Yeah, unfortunately, many of us are not.
3: So <laughs> on I, I like them Twitter fun. and <laughs> so so Rich. What if you could tell gamers out there right now? People listen to the show. Like, what's one thing that you wish fans knew about developing games that they don't? Um,
2: that it's a lot harder than even even if you think you know, you don't know. And I put myself at the front of that line. Mm-hmm. I you know, spent f- 15 years talking about, writing about sports video games, podcasting about sports mm-hmm. video games, as if I knew what I was talking about. And I didn't know what I was talking about. And I don't even mean abstract stuff. I mean, like, real nitty-gritty operational stuff, like build management and version control mm-hmm. and and distribution and certification. Mm-hmm. Hugely important deeply technical processes that are you know it's like on a football team you know the the assistant offensive line coach spending three hours in the meeting room with his guys like he that's the kind of grindy level stuff that has to be executed and executed well um you know things like that so and and again it's i'm not complaining quite the opposite i'm having the time of my life but it's incredibly complex and difficult to to do it. And we and I put myself in air quotes because the whole company they've been doing this for a while, right? Mm-hmm. So they've actually got good processes in place and good systems that work. So it's not like they needed me to 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 make that happen. You know, I bring a lot right. of software development. Um, I have a lot of history in that. So like instead of me saying, "Hey, well let's do it like this," I've just been I've like I recognized and been able to sort of get into that part of the flow, which isn't something, you know, it's another thing about being in a small company. Everybody has to sort of do multiple things. So I, I've done a whole bunch of stuff, especially more recently that I haven't ever done before. Uh, a little technical, not a lot, but a little mm-hmm. bit. And, you know, I used to program back in the day and I was a PL SQL programmer 20 years ago. So like, I know my way around a, a couple of places, but I'm not what you would call a traditional developer. So that that's, there's just so much, um, so much, Foundational level things that have to be done and done well to make the whole thing come together, and it's incredibly complex and difficult. Mm-hmm. And it's been very eye opening, very eye opening to me. Yeah,
3: and I, and, I feel and like much more.
2: By the way, much more sympathetic towards every other video game ever <laughs> right. made, right? Yeah. Like that's why I yeah. feel terrible bashing Twenty Four the game.
4: Those
3: guys
2: <laughs> probably killed themselves to put oh, that absolutely. game together. You know what I mean?
3: Hey, regardless of what I said about it, I finished it, and I bought PlayStation 2 just for it, you know, so I can't say that about any other game that was on there. I hear you, man. I hear you. So uh, I feel like the -the out-of-the-park baseball community is is really positive, though, and super passionate, and I I think for a game as detailed and as stats-driven, like, you have to have a true passion for baseball to really be into it, and I, I think that's one of the cool things about your community is just that that sort of um it's not like some other gaming communities that you see and i I think that's an awesome thing so you were a fan of the game uh before you started working there you know what are some of your favorite memories from out of the park baseball just over the years prior to you um, becoming part of the team
2: You know, that's a, that's a, that's a great question because at the time when I really got introduced to out of the park baseball, I was not able to spend any time with it. Um, I, I had recently, we had had our first child. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about a person who is working full time at one gig, um, working another 25 hours a week on the side with a wife and a child so i didn't even mm-hmm. get to play and when i see get to play i mean really get to play right. out of the park baseball until mm-hmm. i started consulting mm-hmm. with them i mm-hmm. i recognized right away and he didn't have to be a genius right it was pc game of the year for crying out i recognized oh, yeah. as soon as yeah. i discovered it that that it was an amazing opportunity mm-hmm. and That's- um that that's what stuck struck stuck out to me, right? It was mm-hmm. like once I even grasped the depths of what it really was, yep. and then the opportunity, you know, being unique. Right, being unique can be
6: before you drive the
7: all-new nissan rogue you gotta ask yourself how rogue are you gonna go we talking be one with nature in the desert rogue go snowshoeing in alaska rogue or take the long way home just because kind of rogue just a question but with five available drive modes you're sure
6: to find the answer go rogue in the all-new fiercely reimagined 2021 nissan rogue now with the most standard safety features in its class See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared. A
2: defining opportunity. And I yep. thought this was exactly that. Um, and because when I was a little kid, I had had such a massive impact put on me by a couple of Apple Two E tech simulation games. One of them was called Micro League Baseball that mm-hmm. I became obsessed with as a little kid. Mm-hmm. And so, like, to me, just dis- discovering out of the park baseball is like, oh, here's a modern day version of micro league baseball, which is yeah. exactly what it is, times 10,000.
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that
2: that was my memory. Is I'll, that.
3: I'll tell you this. I you know, and this is as high a praise as I think I can give um, for the for the series. Rich, I, I have a Steam account for one game. Like I I'm a console gamer through and through. I play one sure. game on PC. Well, I hope. It's, that, I would assume
2: it's out of the park because, like, it, if you said if it, you said doom, yep. I'd be like, okay, what? what are <laughs> no, talking? no,
3: it's out of the park. I mean, that's the game I play. So I love just diving in. I'm a. I love the stats piece of baseball. Oh yeah, right? and yeah, it's it's so unique compared to other sports in that way, And the history of it and all of that stuff. And I just I love doing it. And I know, um, you know, we're gonna dive into some questions about the game, but yeah, I just I love that piece, of it. So,
4: uh, Steven, take it away. Yeah, you talk about it being like times 10 that micro sim game you've been playing a while ago yeah like how would you say out of the park uh baseball fits into the like video game genre or the baseball genre alongside games like mlb the show super mega baseball rbi etc
2: i think it fits beautifully mm-hmm. and i don't say that as a marketing guy i just say <laughs> it as a as a video game person because i'm a huge console gamer i i play my xbox and my playstation every day I switch not every day but some days uh, I'm I'm playing VR right so like I'm I'm a consumer so just from a consumer side I think it fits beautifully because it does something that nobody else does yeah and it well and it does several things that nobody else does right like just deep simulation if you want to do 5 10 15 20 30 seasons with your favorite team and and you, you know you, it's going to be it's going to be players that are going to get drafted and it's going to be real like in the future it is a it is a it is an authentic representation of a of a plausible baseball outcome right for 5 mm-hmm. 10 15 20 years. you can you can do that you can't do that anywhere else yeah and then you can go back in history and you can do these amazing What if scenarios, both in season form as well as in just building a custom March Madness type bracket tournament or replaying World Series or creating your own custom leagues. Like, there's just, and by the way, no one else needs to do it. Like, the the show doesn't need to do that because the show's gameplay is so good that that's what it does fantastically, right? That's what I love about it is that we're. Doing the same thing two completely different ways for the same large audience with segments inside it. Yeah. I think if it's like if we were just another um, stick skills baseball video game, there's be no point because right. MLB The Show is is wonderful at that.
4: Yeah, they are um so what's it like developing the ratings for those players because your your rating system is so in-depth um you guys things like you know your contact power but then you know the defensive side of things and it's using that like twenty eight scale um so what's it like developing that
2: that's another one of those areas that's just like it's so deep and complex and we have so many different sources of information so you know getting that information distilling it accurately depicting it is incredibly complex and uh it is not something that i spend much of my time involved in because again i talk about there's a lot of systems in place already that mm-hmm. like i don't need to walk into and be like hey what's going on in here guys and i'm like you yep, <laughs> yeah. carry on right so right. um that that i mean but i mean i'm obviously i'm aware of, of a lot of the the process and things like that. And again, it's just, it's complex. And there's a lot of people, right. You know, it's not just us internally. We also have some external sources and licensed properties and things like that. So sure. You know, it's, it's complex (laughs) and it's constant. It never stops. It never, ever stops. Even if baseball is not happening, it does not stop. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're always evaluating things.
4: Awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned like creating like that March Madness style tournament. So like when I play Out of the Park, I like playing the current season as my favorite team. The Angels. Yep. Sure. And I do, and I don't like playing as like the manager. I don't like the day to day stuff. I just like making the trades, the yeah, free man. agent signing, drafting, all that fun stuff. What do you like to play when you play Out of the Park? I like to play like- with
2: other people. I'm doing right now two live streams with two two different people. One I'm doing with Gus Ramsey, who's awesome, and we are actually doing the Mets. Right. So he just started 2020, although we made Syndergaard health Well, we didn't make him healthy. We just didn't make him injured, right? Right. So we're just doing the Mets, and he and I get together every Friday night, 10 p.m., twitch.tv slash OOTP developments mm-hmm. and um, and we're we're GMing and managing but we're managing a game a series and sometimes we'll skip a series and we'll just sim the games okay. in the series but we skim, sim it day by day like in case something extraordinary happens or we you know we just like to check yeah. the box scores day by day and stuff like right. that
4: For sure. um,
2: and the other one I'm doing is called the big rich machine on Tuesday nights at twitch.tv slash OOTP developments all this stuff is on our YouTube channel too mm-hmm. where we're doing really sort of you know, pretty radical rebuilding of the Cincinnati Reds. What we okay. did was we actually started it in out of the park 20 last year's game. Um, with the uh, we, we started at the beginning of the 2019 postseason, right? So okay. that was the latest live start that we could do last year. So we okay. started with the Reds then, and then we weren't in the postseason, right? But then we played right. through the postseason. Um, and then, um, you know, free agents went to different teams like that. Like I think Garrett Cole went to, went to the Cubs, I think, right? So like yeah. that happened. And then we just, we, and then Alex, who's actually a support guy, Alex is sort of the captain and he's telling me what to do. And he's super deep. He loves like going crazy with trades. Like he loves to just <laughs> trade four of our prospects for one of the top prospects of another team. Like he just, he, he gets into that, right? And so oh, yeah, he, so my favorite way to play is to have other people teach me. And by the way, Gus and Alex are very different. Gus is brilliant from a baseball perspective. Like he just mm. understands baseball so well. Like when we did the first lineups and rotations when we started the Met season a couple of weeks ago on Twitch, mm. we spent 15 minutes doing it and he just went boom, 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 Well, here's why you want Robinson Cano here and here's why I want McNeil there. And he's just like, and it's this beautiful baseball person that you're talking to and then I'm making the changes and then you see like when he says, all right, when there's a you know one out and a and a right-hander with a power uh, rating over 75, do a hard shift right to the outfield, and then you see that strategy work in like the fourth inning with two outs. It's just like wow, that's like a baseball person. Right. Meanwhile, yep. Alex is like just a he's like a scientist who's like coming up with different ways to like make his team better. He's much less about the about the situational baseball as more roster building and so i'm having fun learning two completely different ways to play the game and doing it live with our community it's it's so fun that's like i don't like to play by myself anymore because like i i'm not going to teach myself nearly as much as when i play with my friends
4: for sure um so like there's a lot of systems in out of the park (laughs) uh baseball like so what would you recommend like a player that's brand new maybe never played a sim game or never played a simulation baseball game to like how would you recommend them start their experience?
2: So it depends. And the answer is what kind of a player are you? But there's two easy answers, right? Like and out-of-the-park baseball is big, so you can go in 20 directions. Number yeah. one, I would say um, just go to the historical tournament, right? Like the historical mode. And right from like if you click – if you start the game and then at the bottom you say it, – it, it says like additional modes or something like that. You click the button and you can see like historical exhibition you go in there and you can pick any world series ever to play. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: And you can just say, I want to play the 1986 world series, you know, and you can go in there and you can build these crazy Mm -hmm. tournaments and awesome stuff like that. But like, just go play the world series. Like if you've never played out of the park baseball, go play a world series of your favorite team, you know, and just learn, look what the game looks like. Look at the different options, click on stuff, see what happens. Right? Like, just explore, but explore in the context of something you understand, which is you understand your favorite team in the World Series.
4: Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. The other um, thing I
2: would say is go play perfect team. That is our new, mm-hmm. you know, the the newest mode in the game. And it is the essence, in a lot of ways, it's the essence of out of the park baseball, which is you get a team and then you set your rotations, you know, your pitching rotations, you set your lineups against lefties and righties, you set your individual player strategies, you set your bullpen rolls and then the games just play out they simulate every 30 minutes of the course of a full season from monday through sunday because in that mode you get introduced to the roster building part of it right like if you play world series that's sort of just here's what the game is like here's the you know yeah. managing a game the different options how in, de- in depth you can go or or you don't want to go team lets you understand how to put a team together and then how to measure its success and, and analyze weaknesses and stuff without sort of the meta of out of the park baseball which is running the full major league organization mm-hmm. not just the big league club but triple a double a single a uh the finances the scouting right like when you get to the big big meta game there's a lot going on yeah um, so that that's that's a long answer to a very simple question
4: no that's that's good to know because there's a it is tough to get into like if you're brand new just because of how very
2: much, going much. On. it's very it's dense we totally things. get it we yeah. totally totally get it but like what do you do do you strip everything down and, and no, overanalyze no. everything no, no. no. You, you you try to introduce stuff to make it a little mm. easier you'd make hundreds of videos a month <laughs> Right, yeah, which yeah, is what right. we do. Right, like you just get out there literally every day and show people how to play the game. That's that's our answer to it. Instead yeah, of trying to redesign
3: it. So, Rich, what's your what's your favorite World Series then? Is That the '86 Mets team. Oh my
2: God! Yeah, it's the only okay. one my team's ever won. Yeah, yeah. that what that I've been alive for anyway. Yeah, sure.
3: How disappointed are you right now? Because they were they were going to be good this year. Well, I'm.
2: You know, look disappointed is a relative term, right? When you right. sign up to be a Mets fan, you know what that means. I'm also a Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles fan. I yeah. understand what it means, right? I'm a New mm-hmm. Jersey Devils hockey fan. I understand what that means, right? When you yeah. when you align yourself with franchises, you get it. I get it. The Mets might never win another World Series while I'm alive. Well, I'm alive. Okay. You know, they're not the Yankees. The Yankees are always going to be the New York Yankees. So yeah. disappointed, of course, meaning... Mm-hmm. I assume you're talking about Syndergaard and the whole canceled or postponed yeah, season. Yeah, but it's selfish to be disappointed when there's so you know so it's so many people being impacted so much more oh, negatively. Absolutely. for so sure. So I'm I've aligned my my head to be purely like super appreciative appreciative of baseball and sports and mm-hmm. entertainment when they come back. Like I'm ready Me to too. embrace. I've always been a very positive you know oriented guy with with sports anyway right like i yeah. i always really have always been about the game just the games yeah. the games the the the, the matchups the contests the results and then the next game and the matchups and the yeah. contests and the results so i yeah.
3: can i can relate with you as a as a twins fan you know the i mean we've got a couple world series yeah it's been, it's 87 91 yeah? absolutely yeah, those while. were
2: great teams
3: they were they were very good teams and that 91 world series was really good um however today they could win 130 games and they'd lose in the first round of the yankees That's you know, it's just kind of how it goes well but
2: yeah it's, that's how it goes i mean look yeah, you know both then, of us are are the you know the yankees getting our way every year one way or the other
3: yep yeah, it's you know it's all right though it's but because i'm like you i i enjoyed last season so much yeah
6: with you
3: know just for what it was and hey. You know, they lost, but big deal.
2: The 2015 Mets season might be my favorite. Mm -hmm. They didn't win the World Series, but that team unexpectedly won the pennant and won the pennant convincingly sweeping the Cubs. Like, Mm -hmm. that was a tough World Series, but the ride to get to that World Series was magnificent and might be my favorite Mets
3: season of
4: all Mm -hmm. time. I was rooting for the Mets quite hard there but i hey, yeah, yeah that was that was unfortunate yeah not a big royals fan mm. um, so <laughs> so besides out of the park um what are some of your other favorite sports games and what's your favorite sports game of all time
2: i don't even know like what my favorite because it it changes right like mm-hmm. you yeah. know right now like i'll tell you what i'm playing right now i'm playing mlb the show march to october that's the only mode I play in the show because it okay. is literally you, you want to talk about perfect. I'll tell you what is perfect. Is road to, uh, not sorry, is March to October in MLB the Show. It's perfect for me. It's <laughs> literally what I want from the show. The right amount of everything. The right length, the right gameplay. The right level of excitement, the right level of impact, the right level of, okay, well, if I do well, it's good. But if I do poorly, it's not the end of the world. But if I do poorly, like, four times in a row, it might yeah. be. like. <laughs> so I'm playing that. I'm playing Pro Evolution Soccer, which is called, like, eFootball 2020, I think, now. They, they've changed the name a little bit. But it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's 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 the non-FIFA game. And I right. like FIFA, by the way. But I've just been absorbed by I, – I started an Italian league um, career with juventus and i've been absolutely just captivated by that because you know the the issue has always been with pro evo right like it's not super licensed and so it doesn't have the the fifa authentic experience which is all correct and i like fifa but you know i don't know anything about italian league soccer like nothing literally nothing mm-hmm. i know there's juventus and there's roma and there's like two other clubs i don't know so like it's okay that it's not Necessarily, and I know that some of the clubs are, are legit and licensed.
3: Mm-hmm. I just
2: don't know if they all are, but it doesn't matter because the game is so good, it plays beautiful. Yeah, yeah,
3: for sure.
2: So um, you know that, that's sort of what I'm, my favorite games right yeah. now, but I mean I mean I love I, I'm not trying to not answer the question. I love all of the <laughs> games I've, but I'm on record, yeah. like it, I'm not saying something I've never said before. I say it all the time on yeah. pressure. I love all these sports games right now. Yeah. They're all really good. yeah, they're all they're really of them. Good. NBA that, 2K that is, is stupidly good. It's yep. so good. It's amazing.
3: It is. And even NHL last year. NHL is
2: fine. I don't have really the good. time to play NHL, but yeah.
3: what I played is great. Yeah, it was – I you know, I wasn't that high in it because we've had a couple down-ish years for NHL. It's still fun, but, you know, last year's was really good.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, really I've good. always liked NHL. It's hard. That game is the, – the, the hardest thing with NHL, for my, my opinion – like I've always struggled with um bringing out different player attributes on the ice. Like in basketball, mm-hmm. yep. you you know, you you know, there's a big difference when you're playing with LeBron or with mm-hmm. uh you know, I don't know, just any random you know, LeBron is very different than Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. And very different than Kevin Durant. But in NHL, like it's so hard to distinguish individual player skills to translate that to to on ice action like it's always been sort of my not always but for the last five ten years like i don't know how i would overcome that that's sort of like it doesn't matter what team i play with with in in nhl it kind of all feels the same it's not nhl's fault it's 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 a me thing
3: yeah but no that's a good call though because i feel that too now that you say it and i think nhl is one of those games where speed kills more than anything you know Mm-hmm. If you have the speed to to get around and and put the defense out of position, then you can do a lot of things. And mm. so, yeah. But I don't, I don't play
2: it enough problem. to know that either. Like that—that's right. the thing. I I I, don't, I haven't <laughs> played NHL nearly enough to make yeah. any critical commentary of it whatsoever. Yeah.
3: So, how about non-sports games? I know you said you were playing half half-life. Owls, yeah, I I, uh, I, pl- I dabble else? in all
2: sorts of stuff. Like I, I I like stuff that's not I that's I don't. What I don't generally like are, you know, the big AAA explosion games. Like, I don't generally Mm. do that. But on the other hand, what am I playing right now? Like, um, I'm trying to think. What am I playing? I'm playing Half-Life Alex. Mm -hmm. Like, Portal 2. Portal and Portal 2 are, like, my favorite Mm all-time games.
3: Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. They're
2: amazing. So, I'm not a big Half-Life guy, but Half-Life and Portal take place in the same universe. So, there's some cool crossover stuff. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. like horror games and stuff and and half- life Alex in the two hours I played is sort of turning into a horror game yeah. um, but I'm still enjoying it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm dabbling in doom, which again, I don't okay. I, I, I I kind of i'm I'm cool with shooting monsters. I don't really like killing people games, but killing okay. monster games I guess I'm okay with like not that I'm not okay with them. you know what I mean like there's right, things you so. enjoy and things you don't. so like doom. Yeah. Doom, I I don't buy a lot of games because I have all the services, but I I, Mm. I bought Doom. I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to, and I'm not even a Doom fan. Like, I can't tell you the last time I played a Mm. Doom game. It's been 20 years. It's just really good at what it's trying to do. And it's what it's trying to do is be just crazy, chaotic mayhem. And so (laughs) uh, people I know and respect were saying it was really good. So I went and got that. Um, And it's good. And I play it for a few hours. There's a couple other things I'm trying to think. I've talked about them so much, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on them. But those are the those are the games that I'm playing right now. Yeah. Those are those are the two big ones, other than the sports games, which you know occupy. Right. You know, I only get four or five hours a week to play games, and I'm yep. already playing two or three hours of sports games. So there's mm-hmm. not there's not that much these days, other than that.
3: Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So there's some new consoles coming this year. and You're a console gamer too. So what's got you excited about the? The Series X and the PlayStation Five.
2: Well, if we assume that they're coming out on time, which I do not. Yeah, I, yeah, that's I up in the air. Right? Now. But let's yep. just let's just let's take the date, right? Let's just take the date out of it. They're going to mm-hmm. come out at some point. It's just when or when, right? What has me excited is everything, because I love new consoles. Gimme, gimme, gimme! I'll okay. take them, right? <laughs> as long as I have the purchasing power, I'll get them as soon as mm-hmm. I can. Because when I was a kid, I couldn't get anything,
4: mm-hmm. nothing. Okay.
2: Right, we didn't have the money for video games. Video games are mm-hmm. very expensive, very expensive pursuit. They mm-hmm. always have been, and I kind of think they yeah. always will be. Quality video Probably. games, anyway. Right? Yes. So they're going to be expensive. I don't. I'm not a um, a specs guy. You know, I'm mm. not counting teraflops or RAM. I literally couldn't tell you what any of that means. And all my friends on all the podcasts all make fun of me for that. I don't care. Like I'm not <laughs> trying to be whatever. Like it doesn't matter to me. Like I've never been a. Oh well, I've got a this gigahertz cpu therefore i can produce 1.7 you know flippity doos more than you like i don't doesn't matter right Mm -hmm. but i do like having really cool powerful tech like i like that i like knowing Mm -hmm. that what i have is good so i'm just excited for new consoles you know i'm excited for the new generation it's it's all new yeah it's all services it's all cloud it's all streaming it's all new and as somebody who is not in the console business but is in the is in the uh, video game business, fascinated to see what works and fascinated mm-hmm. to see what doesn't work out of the gate.
3: Yeah. Oh, very cool. So uh, last thing, I want to give you an opportunity to just tell everybody where they can follow you uh, out of the park. And then finally, where can people go to get Out of the Park Baseball 21?
2: Uh, well, thank you. Yeah. The mm-hmm. easiest thing is to just Google Out of the Park Baseball 21 because uh, we're everywhere. We have an incredible team who are out on the digital streets every day. We are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We're on Discord. We are on Reddit. We have our own forums. Uh, we live stream on twitch.tv slash developments almost every day. Uh, we archive all of that, plus a whole bunch of other stuff to YouTube. So we're on YouTube. Um, we have two podcasts out of the park now and the Kevin Kennedy show. That's eight different platforms. On, yeah. I can name just off the top of my head. So Google out of the park, baseball 21, you'll find whatever you need. If you want to get it, we're on steam or you can get it directly from us at OTP developments.com. Um, that's easy. Um, so yeah, it's, you have to be everywhere if you want to be successful oh, yeah. making video yeah. games, so we're just everywhere and And we're not everywhere spamming everything. oh, Instagram, there's nine. There so we're go. also on Instagram. um but you know we what we what we put out there, we put out there on each platform for a purpose, right? So we make. Yeah you know we do live streams we interact with our community which is fantastic and and we put those on youtube you know we we put do facebook posts all the time sort of letting people know what's going on and you know what updates to the game or you know what shows we're doing that day so we have fun you know not only we're we making video games we're now a content factory too cuz that's what yeah. you have to be mm-hmm. you got to be yeah. your own you have to you have to be your own media company if you're making video games because nobody else is going to do it for you anymore yeah. so you might as well do that too make games right. and <laughs> be a media company.
3: Absolutely. So uh, I can tell everybody out there, and if you're a sports video game fan, if you're a fan of baseball, um, go get Out of the Park Baseball 21. It is awesome. It's super good. Um, Rich, your team does amazing work every single year. And, and they they
2: are they are amazing at what they do. They're great. Yeah. Like, I have – it was like that when I got here. I'm just trying to help more people hear about it. You know what I mean? For sure. I, it's a, For it's sure. a great position to be, in. the people that make Out of the Park Baseball 21 are astounding human beings.
3: Yeah, sports can be a great escape for everybody and and just going and playing, starting with the 87 twins like I did, you know, this week was a really nice escape for a little bit. And uh, and that's awesome. So, you know, uh, kudos to your team again. Uh, great work. And thank you for coming on the show. My pleasure. We, we this love is a lot of fun. You. Yeah, well, we you. love having you and you're welcome back. Absolutely. Anytime. Uh, Rich Christian, the COO and Chief Marketing Officer of... Out of the Park Developments. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, fellas. All right. So uh, thanks again to Rich Richam for coming on the show. Really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, some good insight there, Stephen. Yeah.
4: So fun interview too. All right. It was.
3: It was good. And Rich, super nice guy. And uh, check him out on on the Press World podcast. I also do a podcast for Out of the Park. And uh, as he said in the interview, the stream a couple different times a week. So check that out. Support them. And the best way to is to to buy Out of the Park Baseball Twenty One. Uh, trust me, you won't regret it if you're a baseball fan or a fan of sports games. So, all right, guys, that uh, I think pretty much brings us to uh, the finish line for episode two hundred seven. Yep.
4: Um, there was a new game that came out this week uh, that I don't think any of us are going to play. Well, I'll play eventually, but I don't have. Running. What's that? Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. Anyone I, mean, you know, it? I think you're not gonna right get it, away. Steven. I'm in Persona not. 5. I can't handle If I buy a new JRPG, I'm not going to finish, and I want to finish Persona Steven, 5. Steven, I'll
3: tell you what. If you get it on Xbox when it comes to there, then I'll try it.
4: I will buy it on Xbox. Probably day one, unless something yeah. comes out. I don't know. I don't think it's coming for a year. So. No, fine. That's
3: fine. We'll wait. I, I want to get Doom 2 and play that, and I still haven't gotten around to that.
4: Yeah, and Animal Crossing. Still want to play Animal Crossing.
3: Yeah, Yeah. I'm actually not, I I can't say I'm opposed to playing it. It looks fun. I want to know your turnip
4: prices. Oh, it's garbage. My turnip prices went up this week, but, you know, we could talk about that off there. Um, Yeah, that's going to do it for 207. Yeah, thanks, Um, everybody, for coming
3: out. Yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you. So, we'll uh, we'll be back next week with 208. Until then, everybody, have a great week. Stay safe, be good to each other. We'll talk to you soon. Play
4: some games. Bye.
5: Take care, everyone.
0: Hey, I'm Mike, and this year, thanks to Metro, nothing's getting between me and my holidays. As a rideshare driver, I know a thing or two about going the extra mile, and Metro's helping me go even further. Metro covered the switching fees and gave me and the family high-speed data for only $25 a line for four lines. Plus, we scored four free Galaxy phones from Metro just for switching. Now, we can all get in the holiday spirit streaming our favorite tunes and ringing the new year over video chat with family and friends.